This Rise and Shine podcast series has been made possible by the generosity of the Zeitelman Family Foundation, which is committed to the unity and continuity of the Jewish people through meaningful and relevant Jewish education and wisdom. The thing I aspire to be most thankful for, of course, is my soul waking up in the morning and getting another day at life, another opportunity to give. Because, my friends, Givers are happy people. This is Rise and Shine, a podcast that offers timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations to fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. Here is Adrian Gold Davis. You know, as a Canadian, Thanksgiving doesn't have nearly the significance that it does in the United States. I remember one year, I was in Israel for Thanksgiving, and there's this place called Mike's Place. It's this famous American-style hangout and bar. And they were offering Thanksgiving dinner with all the trimmings. I mean, like turkey and sweet potato pie with marshmallows on top and green beans and stuffing and gravy. And the place was lined up around the block. You see, Americans want their Thanksgiving at home or, if necessary, when they're abroad. And for many Americans, going home for Thanksgiving is so significant that just try being in a nightmare at the airport and the highway traffic jams. And it can also be a time of reuniting with siblings and relatives that can be loaded with triggers of slights and hurts from times past, of confronting the dysfunction that's inherent in everyone's family especially with so many Americans scattered now around the country, the pressure of making Thanksgiving meaningful and pleasant can create stress and dashed expectations. You know, one of my favorite movies, you have to see this, is a 1992 film called Avalon. It has this famous scene of bitter family dysfunction. One member of this Jewish family starts to freak out because he comes in and he sees they've begun and he's, you got the turkey without me. You started without me. And he loses it. (laughs) Thanksgiving. In fact, any family gathering can be a nightmare without the explicit commitment to embracing momentum's value of unity without uniformity. When I searched out this topic, I am telling you, I was met online with thousands of articles outlining best practices for de-stressing family reunions, like Thanksgiving, and ways to get along and even enjoy yourselves. And naturally, the answer to the question of how, well, it's right in the name of the holiday itself. Thanks and giving. And the thing I aspire to be most thankful for, of course, is my soul waking up in the morning and getting another day at life, another opportunity to refine my character, myself, my ability to give. Because, my friends, givers are happy people. So if you can approach this day with those two words in mind, then you can prepare your mind and set the standard for the event. We won't come to the table overloaded with expectations, and we can be pre-armed with methods of deflection and diversion so that we will not be or be dragged into the heart of a potential conflict. Let's work with one of my favorite acronyms. I use it religiously before I open my mouth or react to anything. 
I learned it in a 12-step program called Al-Anon, and it served me for many decades. So the acronym is HALT, H-A-L-T. So let's break it down. HALT stands for hungry, angry, lonely, tired. So the number one of this is the hungry part. So just don't go to a family Thanksgiving dinner hungry. Because hungry can lead to hangry, and hangry can lead to short-fused and temperamental. And as an added benefit, I'm telling you, you won't overeat and end up groaning and miserable on the floor. And since we all seem to turn into adolescents with like ridiculous appetites when we go home, it really is best to come somewhat sated. I actually apply this principle to late-starting seders or high-holiday meals as well. I come with an appetite for sure, but not ravenous. Just this tip can make the world of difference, and your stomach won't hurt so much the next day either. So the number two of this acronym is ANGRY. If you are angry at someone, at everyone, or even at yourself, try to remember that in Proverbs it says, He who is slow to anger is better than a strong man. And he who masters his passions is better than one who conquers a city. Elsewhere, Rabbi Eliezer says, don't be easy to anger. Now, implicit in this is not that we'll never feel anger. It means we don't act out in anger. If it's possible to speak with a trusted friend or a mentor before facing a person with whom you're angry, Together, you guys can create a strategy for not acting out. I personally like to write down every comment or potential scenario that might provoke my quickness to anger. So I write down three possible responses to say to myself so that I don't act out. It's my favorite anti-anger mantra. It comes from Jewish wisdom. Okay, I'm going to give you three. The first is from the Talmud. It goes like this. Anger will cause a sage to lose their wisdom, a person who is destined for greatness to forfeit it. The second one is from Maimonides, the commentator, in his work, The Mishnah Torah, and he says, One who becomes angry is as though that person had worshipped idols. And the third, from the late Lubavitcher Rebbe, said this, As with anything else, The way to correct the trait of anger and pride is step by step. The first step is to wait. Don't express your anger or pride verbally. In this way, those emotions will not gain momentum, as can be seen in practice. Because, I don't know about you, but I'm not willing to lose my wisdom or forfeit my destiny or to worship the false idol of my sense of what should be, and that it all has to be according to my will and my timing and my desires. And because the only momentum I want to gain is in my personal mastery over my trait of anger. I don't want to lose my wisdom, to lose my mind, to lose my destiny for greatness. I don't forbid myself from feeling the emotion. I simply remind myself in the moment that there is something much greater at stake and that my self-control around responding has many rewards.
So the third, the L of this acronym, is lonely. Now, this is one of the hardest feelings to identify and prepare for, because we can feel lonely in a room full of people when we feel misunderstood. You can feel lonely when you're part of a couple. We can feel lonely because we're alone and disconnected. So for this piece, go back to the word thanksgiving and focus on the word giving. I make myself useful. Serving, clearing, helping with the kids, walking the dog, wash the dishes. Because when you're giving, you're not idle. When you're giving, you're less inclined to overfocus on your feelings and rather focus on the needs of others. Even when this is done only strategically, its outcome is the same. You've given. And again, givers are happy people and less lonely people because you will feel part of the success of the evening. You will feel purposeful and less alone. And the final part of the acronym is T for tired. Anyone who has witnessed a toddler tantrum knows that they often pass out cold when they're done blowing an emotional fuse. You see, exhaustion feeds reactivity and it shortens our feuds. So I suggest you be scrupulous for the days that lead up to the holiday reunion and guard your health and get enough sleep. And remember that alcohol is actually a depressant. And while you might feel temporarily lively, ultimately you will get lower and have less energy. So maybe lay off the cocktails or at least be careful. This week, can you consider utilizing the acronym HALT in all your affairs? At work and at home, with family and with friends, just HALT before you act out. Ask yourself, am I hungry? Am I angry? Am I lonely? Am I tired? After you address those things, if you still find you must speak up, wait till the Thanksgiving affair is over. Wait two whole days. You'll be surprised how something so painful can lose its power in just a couple of days later. But then you can approach your feelings with dignity and approach the party that offended you in the same manner. He who is slow to anger is better than a strong man. He who masters his passions is better than one who conquers a city. May we all have mastery over our passions, even if only for that one night. And for that, you will give thanks. Thanks for listening to Rise and Shine. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Momentum Podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join Adrian again next time for more timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations that fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. This podcast was sponsored by the Zeitelman Family Foundation. Spread the wisdom. Inspire Jewish individuals around the globe by supporting Momentum's podcasts. To sponsor, contact podcast at MomentumUnlimited.org. You're listening to a Momentum Podcast. For unlimited inspiration, wisdom, and empowerment, visit MomentumUnlimited.org.